Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. You qualify for health. You qualify for prosperity. You qualify for life. Because you have been prejudged. Can you see this? Alright, verse 33. It says what? But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. Now, these are some of the terms. I will put my law in their inward part and write in their heart and will be their God and they shall be my people. So if this is enshrined in a will and the will has been brought into, into force, it means God cannot say that he can't be my God any longer. Because the will is irrevocable. It is eternal. Can somebody see that? Now, I take you back a bit to, um, I've explained to you before. He said, I will put my law in your inward part. Now, here, he's not talking about the written word. Here, he's talking about the law of his life. <coughs> his own life. So, he said that I will put my, my, the law of my life. In other words, the law that governs my life. Just like I explained to you, when a lion comes here right now, it will never behave like a chicken. It will try to eat one person or hurts one person because that is the life it has. And there is a law that governs it. The fish will swim in the, in the waters and, go and be under the waters for several days. A lion cannot do that because the kind of life the fish has is not the same life that you know the lion has because there are different laws that governs their lives so when god says that i will put mine my law in their inward part he was not talking about the law that looked like the ten commandments he was actually talking about because when you go to chapter 34 or so he was don't go there he was talking about the he said, I'll put, you know in hebrews he said i'll put my laws now he changed it from law to laws what does he mean here? The statement is, I'll put it in their inward part. The question is that, has God put his laws in your inward part? Yes, it's there. Why are you sick then? In Romans chapter 8 verse 2, he says that, now this is very important. If the will is irrevocable, and 
he has intentions of giving to me. And he was of a sound mind. Crystal, it means that if God didn't have a sound mind, he can change his mind and say, my mind, I, this law, my, my mind, I didn't, was not in the right frame of mind. But God was in his soundness of mind to have said he would do this. And the first thing he mentioned, according to this scripture, is the law of his life. In fact, he has a life, and there is a law that governs him. That life. What is that law or life? He doesn't get sick. He doesn't get broke. He doesn't get confused. He doesn't get beaten. He doesn't get frustrated. He does, there are a lot of things that God doesn't do, and that is his life. He's a life of victory. No death. No sickness. No fears. You know, this is his life. And there is a law that governs him. How do we know that law? He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Which means there is another law that governs sin and death. But here he's saying that the life of God, the law that governs his life, has separated because God is always free from sickness and death and sin. Is that clear? Amazing. I'm learning a lot. So this is where the thing started from. The, the, the intentions of giving us the covenant. That's where it started from. And the first thing he mentioned was life. His life. That is the reason why when you become born again, the first thing you receive is the life of God. Called eternal life. Because that is the first thing he mentioned. Because in his life is when one has become just like him. Free from sicknesses. Because you see, the law couldn't help it in the verse 3. Amazing. Anyway, let's come back on the earth. So you are saying for that particular man, like for example, once the properties belong to him, nobody could take away the properties that he's willed out. So forever it belonged to the nephews. Nobody can, not even the state, can do anything about it. Once the property belongs to him, mm. if he's a bona fide purchaser for value, mm. then it belongs to him. It belongs to him. Wow. Unless they, they are able to determine or prove that he's not the real owner. The real or owner. Or he acquired it through means of a crime or, mm. you know. Dubious way. Dubious, yes. But once he's adjudged the bona fide purchaser for value, then it belongs to him. Who's going to challenge God that, that health is not his? Or prosperity is not his? Or eternal life is not his? Now, I'm giving you words to meditate on. Now, we move on to where I cut you. You said you, there, must, there are some protocols, some documentation that must go on before the will that has been willed would actually be given. Because now when you will, it goes to the state, right? The, st the state holds onto it until documentations are found. Yes, usually there'll be a deposit in the registry of the court. What is copy. deposit? A deposit of the will. Of the will, okay. Yes, it's sealed. By who? By maybe the lawyer of the person, okay. of the testator, usually would do it, or the testator himself. Okay. You know, so there'll be a deposit and they may also have a copy that they keep somewhere or kept with their lawyer. Okay. Their lawyer. So that at the time of their passing, then it is read. It is only opened after the person has 
Pastor. Okay, so when the assuming the testator dies now, so now it means that the 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 covenant or the will has come into effect. It kicks into effect. Exactly. The will only kicks into effect once, once the testator has passed has on. passed on, and there are proofs that he died. Yes. So there will be certification to show that okay, the certificate certificate to show that the person is indeed dead. Yes, these are one of the things because whenever somebody dies, in order to be able to pass the property on, even though you've made a will, you still have to go to court. If there's a will, then we call it probate. So you make an application to the court and say that XYZ died on this day and usually would attach a, an, an exhibit showing the death certificate or maybe an obituary and say that the person died with a will, you know, which would also usually be annexed to the, the application. Okay. But if it's interstate, then it's um, letters of administration. But again... With that also, you have to prove that the person died. So there's the um, attaching of the death certificate, mm. obituary, from to the application that you are making to the court. It's, it shows the proof that the person has indeed passed on. Wow. So it's not automatic? No. Do you understand the point I'm arriving at? The fact that Jesus died for your sake and gave a will, the will is in effect. But it is not automatic. Do you have the, the death certificate of Jesus? Do you have it? Where is it? Chris, do you understand where I'm, where I'm driving at? Yes, you have to take steps to ensure that you the have property to, becomes Exactly. You must take steps to ensure that the properties that have been, you know, willed to you have been passed on to you. That is the reason why a lot of Christians are suffering even today. Because he has willed out everything to the church. Including his name. I just asked you a question. He, she mentioned something. I know with obituary, people can design obituary. But I know one of the major documents the court will look at is the death, death certificate. certificate that is coming from a third party. Do you have the death certificate of Jesus? And how often do you show them? You are talking about prosperity that has been willed to you. Do you ever provide any certificate? How about health? Do you, have you ever shown the certificate that the health is yours? It has been willed to you? She said you must go to, you must have this documentation, go to the court, show to the court, prove to the court that somebody willed to you, the person is dead, this is the evidence. Can you see why we are born again? We scream and he died for us and so on and so forth. But you don't, the appropriate places where you ought to show forth the certificate of his death, you don't. This is amazing. So, a lot of people think that when you die, somebody has a will, automatically, okay, we've read the will. So, you are the lawyer, you have come, you've read the will. Automatically, where's the house? I'm going for it. It's not done that way. Even after, even after mm -hmm. probate has been granted okay. or letters of administration have been granted, mm. they would usually, there's a maybe 21-day notice post on the 
notice board of the court or maybe his last the, the testator's last known address announcing to the world 21 days yes it, de it depends you know what the holy spirit said to me when he said 21 days he said for us that period is the period of our faith it's the period of our faith exhibition of our faith you have shown the death certificate of jesus as you were praying over the matter you began to show forth all the certificate all the documentation that he died for you that he took your place you see, you must understand all these. And when you are done, you need to go through the period of exercising and mastering your faith over the matter. It's at that point in time that you give up. So she's saying that after you've gone to the court and showed all those documents, when you said 21 days, the Holy Spirit said the time of faith. So they must paste it somewhere. Yes, for the world to see. For the world to see. So when I have prayed and decreed that it is mine by covenant reason, I must start decreeing and confessing that the health is mine, that the health is mine, that the prosperity is mine. For 21 days. Can you see the reality of this? Wow. So after 21 days, in between the 21 days, can anything happen? That's when if anybody has a challenge to the will, within that period, they are supposed to Hmm. Go to the court and say, maybe we are challenging the will for X, Y, Z reasons. But um, if there's no challenge or no caveat is uh, brought, then you proceed to have the property. The court would then grant you probate. And then you can have the property vested in you. Okay. And when the property is vested in you, now you are in the stead of the testator. You are in the stead of the testator. Yeah. Is, is your name, I mean, is it possible that the documentations can be changed into your name? That's what it means. Vesting That's the property. Vesting in your... Yes. So, you become, you are in the stead of Did the testator. Did you hear that? So, it's changed into your name. So, instead of XYZ, who owned it before, the testator, now it becomes maybe crystal that is why health is no longer god health is now yours prosperity is now yours it's in your name because of the covenant there was an interchange can you see this so instead of looking into heaven as if it is still with god it is not with him the prosperity is no longer with god sitting in heaven he has willed it to you only present your documentation and get it willed, I mean, your name, yeah, vested in your, in your, in your name. And then you stand in the stead of the person. So when you stand in the stead of God, you st that's what we call health, life of, you know, divine health. You walk in divine health as though God is walking in divine health if he were here. It must be in your name. Go for it. Confess it until that matter. You see it in your name. That's what we call faith. It becomes, your, you can see you in there. You are talking about prosperity. You are talking about wealth. You must, you must go for it. Show the certificate. Go through the 21 days of exhibiting your faith. That is the period of confession. Wealth is mine. Wealth is mine. In the name of Jesus, I'm shining forth. Wealth is mine. Thank God. You know, because in your mind's eye, the property is there. You are only going through the process of what? Getting it what? Vested in my name. That is when the reality of what Jesus has given you comes to you. 
And that is the highest form of Hagar, meditation. Where you begin to decree, the scriptures becomes yours. If still, you quote the scriptures and it looks like you are quoting as if it belongs to God. You have not gotten there yet. You have not even been to the court. Because once you know a will has been willed to you, it gives you some kind of comfort, isn't it? You just know something belongs to me, yet I have not received it, but I have an evidence. And the evidence is the will. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is your evidence for the will that Jesus has left for us. That is why, see, Crystal, does it mean that somebody can be, a will can be willed to somebody, but the person might be ignorant about that will if uh, the person doesn't know what to do even after, right? Because I heard a story of a woman that lived with a very, very rich man. And when the woman died, I think the will was, it was, it was um, a copy of it was blown, like bigger and, and like a, a picture frame and was hanged in the room. She was in the house because the, the family members would not let her meet the lawyers and so on and so forth. But she couldn't tell what it was. So she lived in the house and they came to throw her out. Until one day, she met the lawyer. And the lawyer recognized her. Ah, he said, how, how are you enjoying you know, the house, etc.? She said, what? He said, I, I no longer. He said, no, 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 no. So when they came to the house again, he said, no. That is why the man left this one. So that you know that something has been left for you. You chased the lawyer for it. A man was willed $600,000. He became so, he, he was ignorant of it. He became so poor that he landed on the street. He became a drug addict. Now, the police were looking for him. Now, when they saw him, and the police, he thought he had done so because of the, the whatever, he ran away. He ran away from his will. The same applies to Christianity. If you are ignorant of the covenant terms, that there is a will given to you, you will run away from the will. And you will suffer unnecessarily thinking that God is not there for you. Please, nobody should blame God for anything because the testator had died. And if the testator died, then the will, a will cannot be empty, can it? There must be terms and conditions. Let me just show you this before Crystal comes back again. Show me the old terms and, and the new terms. Show me. Look at it. Under the old covenant, these were the terms that they had to go through. One, they needed blood to, to empower the covenant. Somebody, somebody must die to bring the covenant into effect. And it was animals that ought to die for them. What, what does it mean? It means that everything they were looking for from God, they must shed the blood of animals before God would have some kind of mercy on them and give unto them. The law or the covenant was written on stones or tablets. But in the new covenant, whilst in the old covenant they had blood from animals, we had the blood from Jesus himself. So we actually had the blood from the testator himself. The blood that knew no sin. Can you see this? Now, in the new covenant, the law was not written on our heart. Not on stones. The reason why Moses, look, look at this revelation. The reason why 
the stone was broken the first time was to show you that where the law was written was not the appropriate place to keep. It was internal. But under the new covenant, he said he's writing upon, upon our heart. Why? That is where he has shed abroad his love. Because in Romans 5, 5, he said, for the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. And on our heart, he has placed his laws there. Can you see this? Now, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the old covenant was glorious. But under the new covenant, the Bible says it was more glorious. In the old, old covenant, the old covenant in Romans chapter 5 verse 20, the Bible says the Lord came. The law came. In the book of Romans, the Bible says that Jesus became an end to the law. Which means that the law ended. The old covenant, the old testament, the old, you know, uh, uh, commandment, it ended. But under the new, he said an eternal covenant. Which means that it has no end. Can you see this? He says that the law came through Moses. John chapter 1. The Bible says that the law came through Moses. But grace and truth came by Christ. Now, the new covenant, the law, in Galatians chapter, I think 6, verse 2 or so, he talks about the law of Christ. Which means that the law that we have received is the law that came from Christ. And that's the same thing that we saw in Romans chapter 8, verse 2. The law of the spirit. Can you see that? So under the new covenant, the law came by Christ. Under the old covenant, the law came by Moses. Here it came by man. Here it came by God. Then he says that this is the law of works. And we saw it in Deuteronomy. He says, do this before this. Do this before that. It was law of work. They must work. Even when they were working, working under the Abrahamic covenant, he didn't expect them to work. Can you see that? Under the Abrahamic covenant, there was nothing like they should work. They were just walking on the desert. The sun was scorchy and then he bring the pillar of cloud. It was so dark, he bring the pillar of fire. They don't need to say a thing. Even when Pharaoh and his people were looking for him to, uh, were chasing them to kill. They didn't cry. They were just afraid and they were moving. They never asked God, God, can you protect us with fire? God knew what he had to do. Because of the covenant he had with Abraham. So God put fire in between the people and the Egyptians. Can you see that? He protected them by the covenant. The Bible says that after he had opened the sea and they had gone inside, he had to close the sea again to kill all the people of Egypt. Why? He must protect the people that were under the covenant. Is it today that you are under the covenant, the eternal covenant, that Jesus has enacted for you? And you are saying that you are sitting in the car, you are afraid you will have an accident. You are traveling, you are thinking of accident. You know, I am super protected under the new eternal covenant. And I'm telling you, until you understand this, you cannot have authority or power over it. Anytime you are traveling, you must pray 30 hours because you are afraid of something. You are sitting in a plane and you are praying, Lord, that act- why are you even thinking about that? Under the covenant is our protection. Amazing. Now, under the old covenant was sin and death. Or the law of sin and death. Romans 8.2. It said the law of life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the what? The law of sin and what? And death. So, there is a law of sin and death. But in the new covenant, it is called the law of the spirit of life. 
The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. Now, he said he will put his commandment into you, right? Or his law into you. That is his life. Is he in you now? Is he in you? If he's in you, why is your leg pinning you? That's why I explained the law of life. The law of life is God's own life. The law that there is a law that governs God, God's life. That law says that this man cannot be sick. And that life has been embedded in, in, your, in, your, in, your, in you right now. So why are you getting sick? Because you have not presented your document. Even though the thing is in your spirit, you are confused. You get easily confused. That the fact that you are, the will has been willed to you, it is not automatic that you go and take it. I take what belongs to me. There is a time of confession. And there is a time of presenting your case. You have not presented your document. You are confessing. For what? You must learn to move the life into your head. That's what the Bible called the inward parts. You must move it from your, your, your spirit into your leg. Move it into your neck. Move it. Why the pain, why the sickness is, it means the life of God has not gone there yet. If the life of God goes there, it goes. And it is not automatic. See, that, that thing is in you. But you can't access it. So you can see that beautiful house, mansion, that has been ruled to you, but you can't enter. Because legally, it has not been what? Vested in your, in your name. Or to you. So you cannot enter, though it is yours by will. You have not gone through the process. All things are yours. But you cannot access all things unless you present your document. So it's not about katapayatayapayatapay. It is it is part of the ways of presenting document. In the in the place of prayer, you present your documentation. Yeah. That is why the word. How can you present your documentation when you don't you have not seen the death certificate? Even common insurance, when you have, you know, signed on and, you know, life insurance, and the person dies, they will ask you. To present the death certificate. You don't present the death certificate. It doesn't matter how many years you are paid. They will not release the money. They will falsify some of death certificate. They will catch you. It means nobody is dead. That is why you must appreciate. When the Bible says that. Oh Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. When he said once we were dead. But now we have been made alive. The day you were confessing Jesus, can I show you this? You see, because salvation is part of the, the properties that was willed to you. You could not have accessed salvation if you had not presented death certificate. That is why in receiving Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, you say, that with my heart, I believe that Jesus died and he was raised from the dead. That is the evidence of, that's the death certificate. 
You must, you must believe that he died. It is with the heart that we believe. So you believe that Jesus died. Remember, he was raised your mediator. So he was raised, I mean, God raised him up from the dead. Then with your mouth, confession is made. This is how we receive all things from the spirit. You must first of all believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Now, believing in your heart has to do with the presentation of death certificate. What it means is that if you, are, if you don't believe that Jesus died and was raised, you can't be saved. You cannot. You cannot receive that will or that term or that property. Is that okay now? Yes, sir. So even in the place of salvation, this protocol was met. You believe. Look at it. He said, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Go to verse 9. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead. That is the certificate. That he died. And God raised him. When you read the book of Acts, they were not preaching all the things we preach today. All the rhema, the rhyming. Read. When Peter came to Cornelius' house, all he said was Jesus Christ that came and they didn't like him and they killed him and God raised him from the dead. Immediately he said that, the Bible says, and the Holy Ghost came. Because that is the evidence. For you to be able to draw things from the Spirit, you must be able to present some, some documentation. And the death of Jesus is one of the documentations you must submit. Because it is from there you receive what? Atonement. You receive what? Resurrection. You receive what? Priest, priesthood. You receive what? Royalty. You cannot, you cannot live the life of a king and a priest when you don't acknowledge the death of Christ. You cannot. Because you don't belong to the tribe of, 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 of Levi. We come from the tribe, I mean, of course, Jesus, I mean, they said from Judah, so... But we come from the tribe of Jesus. Wherever Melchizedek came from, that is where we come from. And the Bible says that Jesus was of the order of who? How did he happen? He said when he was raised from the dead. It was from resurrection. From the dead, Jesus received his priesthood. And that is where we also receive our priesthood. Go back to the illustration. Now, under the old covenant, they had to offer many sacrifices. Under the new covenant, it was just one sacrifice. Under the old covenant, the covenant was powerless to save. For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. Condemned sin in the flesh. Romans chapter 8 verse 3. The law was powerless to save. But under the new covenant, it is powerful to save. He is the gate. He is soteria. Now, under the old covenant, their sins must be forgiven once every year. Under the new covenant, the atonement is forever. I'm just giving you the clues. One day, don't blame God for anything. The court is there. You can go. If you have documentation, you can go with your lawyer, isn't it? Your lawyer is the Holy Ghost. Uh, how do I know? He is your advocate. Huh? 
He is the advocate. He is your witness. He is your standby. He is the one that will carry you in the spirit as you are praying. He is the one that is showing you what to say. Telling you which document to show. He is the one. That is why I was teaching you how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. How to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because he is the lawyer. He is the legal practitioner in the spirit. He was there when the will was written. He was there. He witnessed to see the testator die. He was there when the testator rose. He was there. So he's the best person to tell you that this law or this will is powerful. You need the Holy Ghost more than anything. Under the old covenant, they had the earthly tabernacle. Under the new covenant, we have the heavenly tabernacle. I don't need to go to, you know, the brazen altar, go and do this, go and do this, go and do that, go and do this, go and, you know, we don't need to do that. It has been done for me. I don't need to go and stand behind, you know, um, what do you call it? Now, the heavenly tabernacle, I just walk into the holy place. That is it. In the Old Testament, I have to stand out there. Make sure I am qualified. Do you remember? Before the covenant comes to you, you are prejudged. Now, going to heaven, having encounters with angelic beings and God and Jesus is because I have been prejudged. Because the heavenly tabernacle has been given unto us. So I can have access to God anytime. And these are part of the terms of the covenant. Don't wish God will take you to heaven. Show your, show your certificate to God. And wait for that 21 days. It's the waiting that is your problem. Even marriage, yeah. When you go and they will ask you, is it 21 days? At the registry, or the registry yeah. You wait for 21 days. If you believe that your, your marriage is, 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 I'm going to marry the right person, you have not done anything, are you afraid? You can wait patiently and go to the 21 days. But if you know that somebody might see it and be like, hey, are you getting married? You know, then William should show. When you know the thing is yours, unless you believe that, like people believe that Satan can share, like you, don't, you won't testify because the devil will come and take your testimony away. So he said, I, 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 I cover my testimony with the, blood, with the blood of Jesus. Because they overcame them by the blood and by... Please, that scripture, the testimony there is, leave him, leave him. The testimony there is not your testimony. It's not your good report. It's not me, 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 his death, his, live, his life, his death, his resurrection. His life, his burial, and resurrection. Yeah. This is the testimony of Jesus. Okay? Yes, and then the ministry of death. Ministry of death. How can you receive death? And the death was killing them. But under the new covenant, we have the ministry of life. Hold on. This ministry of life was so much that death was also given to you. But the power of death has been 
destroyed. That death has no longer power over you. The Bible says he became a man that he may taste of death for all men and to destroy him that had what? The power of death. So the power of death has been destroyed. And now he says in 1 Corinthians 3, he says that all things are yours. He says death and life belongs to you. It has been willed to you now. And then he said, in the, under the old covenant, everything was on the outer form, their flesh. The cleansing was on their flesh. They were judged based on their flesh. Everything. But under the new covenant, everything is in the inner reality. In your spirit. And all this, the way we are talking about, everything has been, has been lavished in your spirit. It is there in your inner reality. That is why you must understand what is in you. So that you can know what to do. Until you are able to appreciate what is in you, you cannot present the right document. And then under the old covenant, we had the ministry of what? Condemnation. But there is therefore now. Because we are under the new covenant. Don't allow Satan to make cause you to condemn yourself. And many a time you condemn yourself. Anytime you think you don't qualify for something. Qualify? Qualify? When somebody stood in your place and gave you his qualification, now we have the ministry of reconciliation. Who are we reconciling? That's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is not complete until you add 18. It is not complete. Show us. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And he said, all things are of God. Did you hear that? She just made a statement that the thing must be of him, must belong to him. Before he can pass it on to you. When you are praying, you said it, God, all things are of you. He said, who has what? Reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And what? Has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Under the new covenant, there is a ministry of reconciliation. That's why we don't condemn anybody. Under the new covenant. Because you have the ministry of reconciliation. A lot of Christians don't know this, so they judge. Somebody comes to church and the person has lived some life, immediately you put on the cap of judgment. (laughs) And condemnation. But you have been given the ministry of, you know, reconciliation. Crystal, amazing. You want to say something more? Yes, you were asking about if a will can be revoked one of the conditions also is that once you make a will if you make a new will it revokes the old one that you have oh if you make a new will it revokes the old one yes hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 so one of the statements that would usually be in it is to say that the new will revokes every other testament that was made prior to the present one So it means that the new will that we have in Christ revokes the law, revokes Davidic covenant, revokes the Levitic covenant, revokes all the other covenants. Somebody shout glory. Glory. 
that is why you do you should not allow the old law have any effect on you. It has been revo- it has no power any longer. That is why you must understand the new will. There was death under the old covenant. Under the new covenant, you don't allow death to knock on your door. You say, hey, hey, hey. Your time is past. There's a new king. Look at something amazing here. But now, hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much he, also he is the mediator of what? A better covenant, a better will, which was established upon better promises. Go on. Go on, go on. For Look at it. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. TPT, TPT. Seven, TPT. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no one would have needed a second one to replace it. Eight. But God revealed the defect and limitation of the first when he said to his people, look, the day will come, declares the Lord, when I will satisfy the people of Israel and Judah by giving them a new covenant. So you are telling me to still obey the Ten Commandments? Don't you know it is part of the revoked covenant or will? Go on. It will be an entirely different covenant than the one I made with their fathers when I led them by my hand. Can you see Jeremiah here? That's why I told you that the covenant was based on what he told Jeremiah. For they did not remain faithful to my covenant. No man can be faithful to... You, you, can, you cannot have a covenant with God and be faithful. You, you will not be dependable. You will not be reliable. You will not be trustworthy. See, I know you hear people say, I have a covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. It's just words. They don't have a covenant with God. You and I, we are the beneficiaries. We are the offsprings of the covenant that happened between God and Jesus who stood in our place. So the covenant was actually between God the Father and his son for us. Now that the covenant has been effected, you, you can't have a covenant with God. All you do is to enjoy the, the benefit of the covenant. If somebody wills a, 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 a company to you, why do you want to go and start your own company? Somebody wills a Bank of Ghana to you. Why do you want to go and start microfinance? What do you do? You learn how to fit in there. Because whether you like it or not, it's yours. The Christian problem is not, be- it's not because God is not answering your prayer. Because all prayers indeed have been answered. 2 Corinthians 1.20 What did God say? All the promises of God have received their yes and they are amen in Christ. All promises. Hold on. What promises do you think? You are? When we talk about promises, people go to Psalms. Say, God, you promised this. God, you promised. He was talking about the promise he made to Abraham. Under the Abrahamic covenant. All those promises, they have been fulfilled in Christ. 
Show me in the New Testament. Show me anywhere in the Bible. I've asked you this before. Where God, where the Bible is saying that there is a promise for you. There is nowhere in the scriptures, in the New Testament, where you see promise. There is no promise. The only promise is that he's coming back. That one, the Bible doesn't even call it promise. It's called it hope. The hope of his coming back. For all of God's promises, find their yes and fulfillment in who? And as he as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So a new covenant revokes the rest. It does not matter how many they are. The new one is the new one. It's as if they didn't even exist. Live your life as though the Lord never existed. Stop behaving like Eutychus. And stop behaving like Ananias and Sapphira. You will die when you are not supposed to die. Because you are mixing what is not against what is. Go back to Hebrews, the 8. Look at it. It will be an uh, Go on. 10. For here is the covenant I will one day establish with the people of Israel. I will embed my laws. Now here he didn't say law. And that in Jeremiah 31, he said my law. But here he said laws. And that's what I was trying to explain to you. Within their thoughts and fasting them on their heart. And I will be their lawyer God. The reason why I know God is so loyal to me because this statement was made as part of the terms of the covenant. There's no way God can disappoint me. Never. If there's anything I'm not receiving from God, it's not him. It is I. I am not, I am not able to present my document clearly. In fact, I don't even understand what has been done for me. I don't. I will be their lawyer God and they will be my loyal people. God says I will be his loyal people. Person. <laughs> so uh, so uh, today I'm doing A, B, C, D. So you think I won't be loyal? To- he said I will be. That is why it is him that worketh in us. He's working in you both to do and for his good pleasure. He's working you out for his pleasure. Stop judging people wrongly. Tell them about the love of God. It is not your point to judge people. Whoever they are, once they are born again, don't worry. God is working in them. He's working in them for his good pleasure. Yeah, he's working in them. Go on. Maybe up to 12. And the result of this will, this will be that everyone will know me as Lord. There will be no need at all to teach their fellow citizens or brothers by saying, you should know Yahweh. Since everyone will know me inwardly, from the most unlikely to the most distinguished. For I will demonstrate my mercy to them and will forgive their evil deeds and never remember their sins. Stop here. As part of the covenant terms, he will never never remember your sins. You see this, this thing there are Christians today who don't believe. You think God has some book? Logizomai. Debit and credit. You do good, he credits you. You go and sin, he debits you. 
you know, and at the end of the day, he will measure your goodness with your bad deeds. And then he will say, you didn't do well. No. Because people don't understand what a will is. You don't understand what a will, what has been willed to you. And part of the, te- of the covenant or the terms of the covenant is that he will forgive. Look at the statement. Will forgive. You have not even done it. But he says you will do it. But when you do it, he will forgive you. And then he will never remember again their sins. I don't care who or what is telling you that once saved is not forever saved. It's the biggest lie from the pit of hell. You are saved once and forever. He is not dying again. Once you lose your salvation, you've lost it forever. There's no coming back. Hebrews chapter 6. Does it mean that God says go and sin around? No. Because you see, the Christian can continue to be sinning. Because it is God who worketh in him. But to do. You have no idea. You fall today, you rise up. He's working in you. It's all part of the working processes. There's coming a time. Sin and it's sent. Uh, it's like someone who drinks. A time will come alcohol. You hear the scent of alcohol and you feel like vomiting. It is God that is working in you both to do. Both to do and for his good pleasure. Now, people don't remember that portion of scripture. They re- only remember the one that comes before it. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And they tell you that go and work out your salvation. You, you have to work out your own salvation. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't work on my own salvation. Jesus worked it out for me. I only believed in Jesus. And I received salvation. And the package. And the package of salvation. Do you know without covenant, you wouldn't have received the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost came as a result of covenant. He said, and in my name, you will come in my name. The name is part of the covenant properties. So once he gave us his name, the Holy Ghost came because you... You, you answer to the name of Jesus. That is how you were saved. In fact, that is how you became part of the technos. How do I mean? I know you are getting confused. John 1.12 And as many as what? Received him and believed on his name. To them he gave the power. So without the name of Jesus, you will not have received any power. And since you have received the name of Jesus, you have become a son. And if you have become a son, then the Holy Ghost only comes to sons. The Holy Ghost doesn't go to unbelievers. He's a gift to the church. Jesus is a gift to the world. Both believers and unbelievers alike. But for the Holy Ghost, he is not for the world. The Holy Ghost is for the church. He was the one on the menorah. The light on the lamp. The lampstand. Please understand this truth. Wow. Amazing. I've learned a lot. There are things I've joked with. That all I had to do was present my document. If it means taking you one week to present your document, keep presenting it. Present it until you have received some endorsement. Say it again. What has been done to you? Your name. 
It has vested in your name. In prayer, when the thing is, that's what the Bible says, it calls the inner witness. The vesting in your name is the inner witness. You pray about the matter. You pray, you pray until inside you know you have it. That is the level of prayer people don't get to. Prayer is not all about and then you go. You are just looking into the documents. Present it. Stand before the, 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 the judge. Present your case. Let the judge take the gavel and say, bam, that is it. Then you have that victory note inside of you. When that victory note comes, you see yourself jumping and laughing. You found a certificate. It has been vested in your name now. Now what do you have to do? Walk within the 21 days of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You fight the good fight of faith. What do you do during that time? You confess. Confess what? What you have received. When you pray, believe in your heart that ye have received and you shall have them. Why do we pray yet we don't have them? Because the point is that we haven't received. It takes a lot to believe, I tell you. There was a man that said, Jesus, help our unbelief. You must practice to believe. You, you can't believe in a day. Do you know how many people hear the word of God say they have not, they have not received Jesus? They must learn to believe. You must say, that's why you don't let them go. You keep telling them and telling them and because they are learning to believe. When they believe, that is it. There are some Christians, some of you are sitting right here, you haven't learned to believe. Just, the Bible says, don't think of anything. Don't think you shall receive anything from the Lord. He says, such a man is like, is like, is like, is like the sea that is tossed. It's like the sea that is tossed. Don't mess up. Learn. Believing is not an easy thing. Please, there is a difference between faith and belief. You can build so much faith by your believing might be very minimal. The practice of your faith is believing. Do you believe you are well? Yes. You start talking it. You start acting it. I heard a man of God teach and he said, if you think you are, you are going to be a bank manager one day, why do you dress like a truck pusher? He said, dress and look like who you, want to, who you think you want to be like. Start dressing like that. If you know the world is yours, start talking it. The world is yours, yet you still you keep talking about, about, you know, poverty. What are some of the things you watch? They have increased electricity, so which economy do you live in? Please, oh, when you will a will to someone and the economy is very tight, meanwhile, you are receiving billions like today, you know, I, I saw, my eyes saw 32 million euros. And it's real to me. And now the economy is dying. Nobody has money. Would the state allow me to have the will? The money? Yes, it's your entitlement. It's, it's my entitlement. Ah. If you depend on the will Jesus has given you, the state of the economy does not matter. Let people complain. Go to the court and take what belongs to you. It is entitled to you. Otherwise, you have a will, yet you are complaining like others are complaining. 
Is there anything you want to add on? You think we've exhausted a lot? Yes, we have. Wow. One of the things that I... Um, I, so I don't remember which scripture it was, but mediator, and I just wanted to talk about what or who a mediator okay. is. A mediator is uh, somebody that brings two people who are in conflict to resolve, mm. to come to common ground mm. or an agreement. And to my mind, what came to, to my mind is how Jesus mediates mm. for us. Mm. So it's like we are in conflict or we were in, in conflict, conflict with, 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 the father. with the father and he stood in as the mediator to, to bring us together. Yes. Wow. Wow. So we are on a common ground now. Yes. Can I show you another scripture? Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That is the effect of the mediation. Who is a guarantor? Because the Bible also said that Jesus is our guarantor concerning the same covenant. I don't have time to get into the scriptures now. Well, that's a, that's a whole topic on its own. But um, a guarantor in essence is somebody who stands in your stead. Mm-hmm. Where, where um, the person says... In the event of anything happening, hold me responsible. Wow. Hmm. Or in the event of somebody flouting an agreement or an understanding between us, hold me responsible. Wow. So let me add the two. The mediator. Jesus died a testator. He was raised to become our mediator. And then our guarantor. He sits on the throne as our guarantor. What does he mean here? He brought peace between us and the Father on a common ground so that everything that he died for can be willed to us. Now he's saying he's guaranteeing that if you don't receive it, hold me responsible. Why haven't you tried yet and say you don't have it and hold Jesus responsible? Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said that he is not a man to lie, nor the son of man to repent. What he has said, he will do it. And what he has spoken, he says health is yours. And you said you ate communion. But the more you eat the communion, which is your health, the more you become sick. Hold Jesus accountable. Hold his throne accountable. Hold his name accountable. He's your guarantor. Wow. So the guarantor can be arrested if something goes wrong. Yes. So it's like he hits his chest and says, look, I'm going to stand in for this person. If it doesn't happen, come for me. Yes. That is a risk. Yes. So Jesus took a risk for us. Yes. That if you, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, if you begin to unleash these things and it doesn't happen, hold him responsible. Yes. Hmm. Are the scriptures coming alive? Tonight, somebody go and hold Jesus responsible. But but hold on, hold on. Make sure your case is right. Make sure you have your probate. Make sure you have your probate. You have your document. Put your document down. Say, Father, the word says, this is how we receive from the spirit. We believe with our heart. Then we confess with our mouth. Then we are catapulted into the thing. Now with my heart. Then you look at Charlie, you've never believed some of the scriptures. See, you are confessing what you have not believed. 
it won't happen. You've broken, you've broken one of them. So it won't happen. You were doubting. You think it will work. You think it won't work. So what has happened to you now? You have been tossed like the, like the sea. So what will happen to you? Show us that scripture, James 1. He said, let this man not think. He can receive anything from the Lord. Not from Satan. From the Lord. A double-minded person. I told you who a double-minded person is. There is a message on podcast. Go, Podbean, go and listen to it. A, the, a double mind. Or double-mindedness. He says, a double-minded man is unstable. It's unstable in all his ways. Today he says, Father, I'm blessed. Tomorrow he says, um. Today he says, I'm healed. Tomorrow. Today he says, all things are mine. Tomorrow he says, I'm being ejected. for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayma night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-00800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name.